Fit for Life Radio, checking in with episode number 65. I'm your host, Gary, with my bro host, play on co-host. I hope y'all caught that. <laughs> bro host. Bro host. I think we should just always say that now. Will. I'm here. The hill. Shively. I Today, first before we dive in to our topic, I got to check in with you. See how things are going with 90 Day Fiance. Bro. I can't. Like, at this mm. point, like, I feel like I'm too invested. It's like someone who's in been in a relationship for a long time that's not happy, but, like, you just, like, have to follow it through. Like, I have to see through what I'm doing. Like, we're almost done. And if you've never watched this show, it's, like, a complete train wreck, but it's the best train wreck you'll ever watch in your entire life. And, like, it really gives you reassurance that you're doing really good in life mm. like you're pretty normal uh, compared to a lot of these people but um yeah like <sighs> season seven is tough but what i realized at first i felt guilty for yeah. like watching it and digging it but then you realize there just must be something about it because there's for one there's like seven eight seasons that's still going Dude, there's a then following there's like, then there's like four spinoffs. i just saw them yeah there's like before the 90 days there's like 90 day. They have a 90 day quarantine. The other way. Oh yeah, when they show them, you know, going to another country. 90 day quarantine. So there's something. There's something to it, man. I think people like to know that there's people out there that are crazier than they are, and it makes them mm-hmm. feel good. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, like I got a good relationship because, you know, it shows too. I think a lot of times how well, people are afraid to be alone because they're not oh, happy my- with themselves. Yes. So then. You have technology, right? Modern technology, which is obviously communications a lot easier now. Did you can talk to anybody anywhere. Because like a lot of these people, will, you know, I went on vacation to Jamaica and hooked up with the lifeguard. and Now we're getting married. Now we're getting married. And it's, you know, before that would have just been a fling. Yep. But then you keep talking to the person but forever. Now you can and... actually like find that person, communicate with that person and decide, even though... I mean, there's a sea of red flags, but I'm just going to swim right through them and not look. (laughs) And my thing is, like, a lot of these people have kids. I know. It's like, once you have kids, I feel like you're taking on certain responsibilities. And you got to, like, you know. You start, you have to make more decisions for your kids, I feel like. Like, neither of us have kids, but I feel like outside looking in, that's a pretty, like, I don't know, safe statement. Well, if you want to, like, date someone who's 20 years younger from a different culture and bring them into your home... And they're basically a stranger. Don't have kids. You spent one. You <laughs> spent one day with them, and they got married. That's the stuff that makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, Dude, com- like what? Are you that doing? one was weird. Like, a lot of these people. We spent eight hours together. Eight hours together, and then you have a five-year-old, and you're bringing basically a stranger to live with them, to sleep in the same room. And this is just the people you're seeing on the TV show. Oh, I know. So it means at least. It's fascinating, man. I can't do it. And then some of them, legit, you can tell. Yeah, it's like a real thing, and they work well together, and yeah, yeah. but some people, it's like, they're really lonely, and this is what I think I need to do. And there are ones who kind of organically met. Like, the one, and those are (laughs) typically the boring ones. Yeah. Like, the guy from New Orleans, and he met the girl. She was like his tour guide when he was like in Taiwan or something, you know? What season was that? Uh, probably like four. We haven't seen it yet. Yes. We skipped all the way to seven. So, and they end up just being like, you know, they're both, I don't know, early thirties and he kind of had a rough childhood and, 
they they just met and clicked and had chemistry and nah. they and they ended up kind of like getting along. He he was super bachelor though. He lived in like this nasty <laughs> apartment with his in like he was a bartender at uh, what's it called in New Orleans there? Oh, Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. Oh, Jesus. So she yeah, and there was like bugs everywhere. So she wasn't, you know, going to let that fly. But that's a perfect example. Was she got in there? It's like uh, we're going to get our own place. Yeah, and we can't. He kind of stepped it up, and they were relatively drama free. And besides his family, that was, those aren't fun, man. The drama ones. But are the, the best. I like the ones where it's like, you know, like tech a nerd, you know, finds Brazilian uh, firecracker. That dude is the those worst. Go, those go the best. Colty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're if you need some. There's like no shortage of that, and then now he's trying to get me to watch my 600 pound life, which yeah, 600 pound life will start. You know, there's some good lessons, some good takeaways. From there that. are some good takeaways. I don't, don't want to get sidetracked. We watch that from a different lens than most people do. Uh, I think, but it's quite, quite fascinating. I'll get started on. That. I'll report back next. The week. The crazy thing to me with 600 pound life is like. You, they gets, you have to have someone ba- like the skin issues you end up having from oh. from from like uh, the friction rubbing, and the friction and stuff bed sores that'll be enough oh. man like you don't even think about that being a problem but that's like seems like the worst part well then it gets infected and like that's a big issue man mm-hmm. we could do a whole whole show on my 600 pound life yep like imagine <laughs> you know you get some new shoes and you get that little heel sore oh on your whole body this is how I was trying to you know, oh uh, relate to them and i was like dude that's the worst thing ever and it like, burns it and it hurts me. and it so then imagine having that like all over um, folds and stuff i don't want to imagine it oof but you kind of do need to oof. have a little empathy all right so it really has no connection to what we're going to be talking it doesn't about there's today. no segue but we're going to talk about <laughs> coffee and caffeine today yes coffee caffeine and your health so we want to go over kind of what the research says some tidbits that you can apply, some things that are maybe a light bulb moment for you, for people who are unaware. Yeah, just a couple dots to connect, really. I mean, a lot of it people know, but... First, let's separate this conversation from coffee drinks, right? So, of course, yeah, like, you're drinking a, you know, Starbucks drink or putting tons of sugar, cream in your coffee, Mm. yeah, that drink becomes like a super calorie laden, which is a whole separate thing. Which is last episode. (laughs) So which can call, you know, if that's making you gain weight, yeah, and cause health issues, it's just a calorie thing. For sake of this episode, we'll talk about about black coffee. Well, or in ca- just in caffeine, caffeine in so general, drinks, yeah. uh, with caffeine, which is coffee or tea. And then obviously you have energy drinks, which can have caffeine in them. Um, and they can also be tons of calories or no calories, yep. but really it's, the, comes down to the effect of caffeine. Um, and most of it's going to be in, intuitive, uh, based on how you, you know, feel in general. I think, I think actually most people think coffee is bad for them. Yeah. You know, because people just, it's, at one point, it's kind of gone through lots of ups and downs. Like, is it good just for like you? There's like a lot of things, like eggs, you? like, oh, they're good. But they're I noticed most or... people feel guilty about drinking coffee. Yes. Um, so, obviously, we're, you know, cutting out all the calories. So, you're just drinking Stripping coffee. down. Uh, for the most part, it's going to be beneficial. Yes. If it's something you enjoy. It's probably nothing to wear if you don't do it, that you need to go, like, seek it out, and it's going to, you know... 
drastically yeah it's not going to change your life in that regard even though i really do love a cup of coffee yep and coffee itself is has a bunch of phytochemicals right which may have health benefits like that's also why blueberries may be healthy Mm -hmm. right and really any plant food there's phytochemicals that could have health benefits and coffee has a lot of them in fact it definitely does it might have more than almost anything would you say that it's a Super, yeah, food. super food. Right? <laughs> um, so, and it also has some vitamins and minerals. So overall, like on the, you know, just outside in, like coffee is pretty solid. Yep. It really is. Now, a big part of coffee is caffeine. All right. So one problem with caffeine is most people just don't, they're unaware of how much they consume. Yep. You know, so... And it depends on how you make it, right? Uh, but typically, I, I know one tablespoon of coffee, if you're brewing your own, is mm-hmm. about 100 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, so that I nor- about right. you normally would use two tablespoons for like a cup of coffee. That's like the ratio most would be. So most cups of coffee are about 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is kind of like the general threshold of like, hey... Um, if you want to be safe, keep your caffeine under 200 milligrams a yeah. day. So, yeah, that gets out of, you know, if you have three, four cups of coffee Or you a just day, put on a pot every day mm-hmm. and you get through that whole pot, like, yeah, it adds up pretty quick. Yeah, but then, and then you get people who, they drink their coffee, then they maybe also have an energy drink, and then maybe they take some pre-workout. Yeah. So you're getting, you know, Dude, well over a thousand milligrams yeah, a day. Yeah, that's triple, man. So, now let's talk about that. What does that mean? Like, what does 200 milligrams to you mean? What does 1,000 to you mean? Well, one major takeaway is that coffee, caffeine affects people differently, right? And that's not a va- it's not a vague thing either. It's pretty much there's a specific gene variant, and you're either a fast metabolizer of caffeine or a slow metabolizer of caffeine. And usually you'll know too. Yeah, so... It's pretty apparent, I feel. And you think, oh, slow metabolizer, like, that sounds good, right? Like, it, it's going to, like, be in you longer, but that's actually typically a bad thing. So if you're a slow metabolizer of caffeine, you notice the negative side effects from less because it takes longer in your, for your body to process to metabolize the caffeine. So you know how sometimes if you drink too much caffeine, you notice yourself, you get jittery and anxious. Or you don't sleep well at night. You don't sleep well at night. So... Now, if you're a fast metabolizer, you'd have to, you're going to have to drink a ton of caffeine to maybe notice some of those side effects. Mm-hmm. Or some people never even notice them at all. Yep. Um, so they're obviously like super fast metabolizers. Some people, this is myself, I can drink 100 milligrams, you know, man, like a little cup of coffee. And you're going to feel it. The next day, I'll notice with the headache, you know, then when I don't have the caffeine and I'll be, I can get real jittery, especially if I have it like without food and stuff. And yeah, ultimately, I, I noticed all the side effects. And I remember for a while, especially, there was a phase where like, when you're working out too, you're like, oh, caffeine helps with training. And and then there was like, it probably got too much of the halo effect where it was like a superfood. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got to drink coffee, right? And I would just drink it and just even have one cup a day and would always feel bad, ultimately, especially over time. Like you start to feel worse over time. Yeah, over time, it would just get worse and worse, and I would always feel jittery and anxious, and 
I was like, man, like just trying to force it. But then now we know, like, yes, yeah, some people are slow metabolizers. Um, and I think if you're if you're somebody who knows, like, I can't have a cup of coffee past, you know, noon, mm-hmm. you're probably a slow yeah. metabolizer. For or the you most notice part. that you're shaking your head. Yes, I do get jittery. I do get anxious. Yeah. And then the the flip side, if you're somebody who, you know, usually people say like, oh, I can have a cup of coffee before yeah. I go to sleep, and I'm fine. Like Whitney. Um, is definitely like that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure so much anymore, but she can have caffeine pretty late, and mm-hmm. she's fine. No big deal. But me, if I have caffeine past noon, game over. I'm not going to sleep well, It's gonna, and then my next day is going to be awful, and yep. then we start that terrible, vicious cycle of, yeah, mm-hmm. caffeination. And if you really want to know, when you do those kind of like 23andMe type things, they're actually able to tell you, you know, the specific, you know, if you, like, have a fast metabolism or slow metabolism, whatever the gene variant is, it's able mm-hmm. to tell you. So, But again, most people, cool. if you pay attention, you, you can tell. Um, and then with that, so it was it more than just feeling jittery and anxious? So yes, it is. Basically, if you're a fast metabolizer of caffeine, there's really only benefits. Yes. Because you can, because consu- again, a lot of the benefits will come from the coffee, you know, the, again, the phytochemicals, but then they, there may be where it actually helps prevent heart disease and things like that a lot of caffeine if you're able to metabolize it it's literally the opposite people who are slow metabolizers have a higher risk caffeine increases their risk of heart disease so that's just the way the cookie crumbles that's the way the and i'm sure it's probably related to like your heart rate's more elevated through the day and so it becomes a stressful thing right yeah so yeah it's a stressor on the body versus something we'll say we'll say nourishing because in short term it is Mm -hmm. um and so that completely flips it around on you so you know i mean i remember i was i've been jealous of my wife because she can drink coffee all day long before bed she's chill man never and i'm like you don't get you know. I remember asking her before, like before I even knew this stuff. Like, do you don't get jittery when you drink a bunch of coffee? This that because I like the smell of it. Oh the god, taste I, of dude, it. I just love coffee. Uh, the ritual of it. I want to enjoy it, but I just it. I feel better without it. Yep, it's as simple as that. I do. I really. I can do like decaf, of course. Like mm-hmm. you know, later in the day. So if I wanted a cup of coffee at home just to have a warm drink, like I have no problem drinking decaf because I just like how coffee tastes and how it makes me feel. You know, it gives you that little hug on the inside that just yep. lets you know everything's okay. Yeah. So, really, if you're a fast metabolizer, you can probably check out because most of the yeah, I mean, you're super lucky. <laughs> most of the you got a good dice stuff roll. is going to really come from uh, if you're a slow metabolizer. So you just want to be more careful. And there's levels to this, right? So some yeah. people very little. Some you may be be able to get away with some. So. In general, like, and I know even if, uh, I know for when I have like a Coke Zero or something, which is probably only like 60 milligrams, I'm fine, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a threshold. Of course, yeah. Um, and it's finding that out, I think, is a lot of it. And for most people, again, so like 200 milligrams is kind of a good barometer for like one sitting. So, and that's what most energy drinks are. Yep. You know, again, most normal amounts of, of coffee. coffee, brewed coffee, and then probably in a day, 400 milligrams. So, you, the, you know, going over 400 is going to be, you, you probably want to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Again, if you're a super fast metabolizer and never notice anything, fine. But if you notice you do get some anxiety, jitteriness, the big one that we're going to talk about is your sleep. Oh, you know, yeah. if it's affecting your sleep. We always come back to sleep. Because uh, a lot of times we meet 
most people we meet with struggle with sleep. They struggle with falling asleep. They struggle with getting good sleep, you know, yep. feeling Staying refreshed asleep. in the morning, headaches and everything. And I don't think a lot, most people realize how much caffeine is the culprit of all those things. Mm -hmm. They just don't connect the dots where if one day you had 800 milligrams of caffeine and the next day you just, yeah, you didn't have that energy drink or you didn't have as many cups of coffee and then you're getting these crazy headaches you know, and they're, they can be bad. Yeah, they can Caffe be terrible. Caffeine withdrawal. So people a lot of times mistake them for migraines. But in actuality, it could be, well, your body, once it gets used to a certain amount of caffeine and it doesn't get it, you get withdrawal, mm -hmm. uh, caffeine withdrawals, which is brutal headaches. And so if you're not consistent with your caffeine intake, you're going to have these headaches. And a lot of people end up thinking it's migraines or it's this or that, when in reality, it's just inconsistent caffeine intake. Yeah. So if you want a starting point, yeah, that's, that, those are good barometers, like 400 milligrams a day. And, get, and you're probably like, how do I find that out? Again, track. That's yeah, I mean, just look at how much am I drinking? Yeah, tracking, looking at everything you drink. What's the caffeine it, content? And it's pretty easy to find, right? If you're drinking 12 ounces of coffee, you can literally Google 12 ounces of coffee caffeine, and you'll have a yeah. pretty good idea. So and it's like not a little chart hard here, to find. And they have these charts everywhere, um, you know, in a normal cup of coffee, again, you're looking around 200. Was that 12 ounces? Yeah. Americano a little less, in. 150. Um, then you have stuff like black teas, about 50. Green teas, like 30. A cola, cola soft drink. A co a Who calls it cola, man? <laughs> that's, is that a northern thing? or I don't know. Which one is it? I think that's a northern thing. Pop. Pop something, too. I heard pop, yeah. but I feel Some like people call it pop. That's like a New Jersey thing. Ohio too calls Ohio. it pop, like that whole general region where they cola. do chili wrong. Hey, grab yeah. me a grab me a cola. A cola, like what, well, what does that mean? Like, or if you say grab me a pop, well, which one? Yeah, a soda pop. And then cola is a general term, but you cola is dark, right? A dark, but is it Coca? What if there's Pepsi or Coke? What if there's Coke and Sprite. Dr Pepper? Mm. Cola. What do I, what do I go cola. with? I feel like now it's just an old timey thing. It is, yeah. Grab me a cola. What if a what if a 12-year-old asked for a cola? I'd... Would you grab him? I'd call and, the cops. And grab him by his shoulders and be like... <laughs> Just start shaking him. Who are you? He's probably like... Where'd you come from? Mm. Uh, I mean, we could dive into that Netflix thing where they're talking about, like, <laughs> uh, reincarnation, man. These little, like, five-year-old kids. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, I used to be a Hollywood actor. And yeah. I lived in, and my wife's name was this. That's probably the same kid that's like, grab me a cola, Grab sir. me a cola. All right, well, anyways, Jesus. a cola would get you about 30, 30 milligrams. Just a little hit, a little something, something. Uh, then energy the drinks are going to vary, but they're always on the can. Yeah, those. Yeah, they let you know real, real Ooh, clear. Here's one that used to get me. Uh, so dark chocolate, one ounce of dark chocolate is 25 milligrams of caffeine. So I used to like to have dark chocolate as like a treat at night. And then sometimes if, on the weekend, I'd have a, like a whole bar. Dude, that would keep me up. <laughs> and so, and it, and I never was connecting the dots. And yeah. I would sleep bad or be like, why am I so wired? And then, you know, but it was, it, there's a lot of chocolate. caffeine in there. And there's another compounding chocolate too that yeah. stimulates you. So, yeah, so you it. may want to kind of take a little. Take inventory. Inventory of your caffeine intake. And a general good rule of thumb, even if you're a fast metabolizer, is to cut your caffeine intake at like noon. Yep. Right? So it can get out of your system by because the time you go sleep, to bed is important yes and again that's where it's going to affect some of the most negatively is 
It's going to impact your sleep. And then you get into a cycle of, you know, not sleeping and caffeinating because you're tired. And then you're not sleeping yep. because you're, you're caffeinated. And you're grumpy because you got bad sleep. And then you're, you have more hunger issues because yeah, your you're hungry, battery's not charged. Your emotions aren't uh, as even keeled as they should be. And it mm-hmm. just, it's not a good place to be. But I think a lot of people find themselves there. You know, yeah. I've you know, well, periodically been there too. And here's a common thing is people use caffeine as a substitute for their lack of sleep, Mm -hmm. which then it just perpetuates the cycle. And it makes it worse and worse and worse. You're getting further away from having a chance at having good restorative sleep Yep. and and sleep habits, right? So people think, oh, I'm tired. Let me have more caffeine. But then it's just a Band-Aid. And the way caffeine works is, so if you rarely consumed it and then had it, you do get some pretty crucial focus benefit oh right? yeah absolutely so if you imagine like this line and then it raises and you get this like awesome threshold of focus well over time you actually like you don't keep getting that heightened level you think you do but what happens is your baseline lowers and you need the same you eventually need more caffeine to get to that level that level that high and then you, you need some just to even but then that eventually just becomes a baseline that's yep. lower than to your... To function as, like, yeah, completely function. normal. And yeah, then if you miss it, you get some pretty bad withdrawals, right? I mean, again, it's a drug. It's a yeah, I mean, yeah, one. you want to... Yeah, strip it down, it is. So, yeah, so using caffeine to... As to a mask your bad sleep? Yeah, that's... That's not a good idea. That's not a good habit. And um, I'm sure sometimes, like, there are periods where this life's out of your control... <laughs> You know, you got a newborn or something. You just do what you can. That's life. So don't feel like we're, you know, trying to tell everybody in every situation that. But like, you know, if you aren't in that situation, you do have more control over your sleep, but you just, you know, kind of ignore the problem, then I think it's really good to to address. And again, there's going to be a scale of who's listening to this and how bad this affects them. You know, Mm -hmm. and some people, yeah, they are fast metabolizers. They're not going to experience these all the negatives we're talking yeah, about. No. Or they would have to consume like yeah, you have to of, drink a of, lot of coffee and caffeine. But if you're like there. the two of us and you're a slow metabolizer, yeah. then you gotta check yourself a little bit more, which is just, you know, an unfortunate fact of how you were born. And then some little interesting tidbits are when it comes to caffeine metabolisms, outside of what your genetic predisposition is, one is pregnancy. So pregnancy slows caffeine metabolism by as much as 15 times. Which blows which is my mind. Crazy. And that happens in the third trimester. Uh, so third trimester of pregnancy, it can take 15 times longer to metabolize than normal. So imagine if you drink coffee regularly. Yeah. Like, and then I'm you're sure like, that adds up more and more and more. Like, not getting your fat. And then you, you would, in theory, you would feel like you need more. And, and imagine more and it's more. not even clear in your system before you probably have some more too. And Yeah. Which is probably why they don't recommend don't, it when you're pregnant, drink right? <laughs> um, so the, that's one thing to consider. The flip side of that's, is, I think, crazy too. There's uh, so another one, which is an old stereotype, which now we know why, is smoking speeds up caffeine metabolism, right? So, you know, you think of like how, a lot, yeah, it's a, a common thing. A lot of people who smoke also like drink coffee like it's water. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, and the metabolite, uh, 
metabolization, I don't even know the right word, uh, is up to 50%. So literally, you can, if you are a slow metabolizer of caffeine, you can improve that. By, by smoking. By smoking. <laughs> so, um, obviously. We don't recommend it. We don't condone that. But that would explain kind of that yes, yeah. stereotypical coffee, heavy, heavy smoker, heavy coffee drinker, There's right? There's science behind you it. Because you just you need more caffeine to get to that same effect. Rolling. Um, so man, could you imagine someone who's a high metabolizer and, they and smoke? smokes and drinks? It's just all and day. It's like nothing that's, touches people it. People are like, I drink three thousand milligrams of caffeine a day. I yep. don't feel nothing. So, I kind of wish I could be that person. Yeah. So those are kind of some I variants. I can't do it. I wonder if it's it. It doesn't say, but I wonder if it's like the nicotine. That's what I think it is. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to, so what if you choose some nicotine gum? And both those things are like affect your focus. And, like nicotine's a really potent yeah. thing for focusing, Nic- actually. Nicotine and caffeine. I was uh, watching the football game, and they put up a comparison of like Tom Brady and, oh, man, I'm going to uh, forget. Uh, who was it? Man, it was some old quarterback that also played into his 40s, and they're kind of comparing like them at the same age. And But this dude, Twitter and social media – lost their mind because Tom Brady, so it both had a picture of them at 43, and Tom Brady, you know. Looks like a little boy. And then this dude looked like he was like 86, <laughs> right? But he also smoked two pack of cigarettes a day Stop. and drank heavily, you know, whereas Tom Brady don't even eat nightshades, yeah. right? So, and I heard a, I heard a story with uh, like Wes Welker or Julian Edelman, or no, it was Gronk was saying how they got him to take a shot at, like, the Kentucky Derby. And he one shot, and he was like, oh, Hammered. what is this going to do? How am I going to feel tomorrow? So, obviously, he doesn't even probably drink. Nah. And, well, anyways, but then I was curious. This, did they just say that real offhandedly? Like, oh, this dude smoked two packs a day, which is why he looked so awful. Did they have pictures of him smoking on the side? <laughs> so, I looked him up, and yeah, he actually did. And he took two years where he didn't smoke, and he played worse, right? So... And I've always found nicotine fascinating because when you look at the people that use it, so baseball players, uh, military, yeah, so you're shooting guns and stuff, hunters. So very, fo- you like you have to have a extreme focus periods in, in of those extreme sports, focus, yeah, right. And you know, in baseball and military, they do chewing tobacco dip a lot. So, um, but anyway, so you see where before people really knew what nicotine did, the power of it, how people that required they a lot gravitated of this, towards it, gravitated towards it. Right. So same thing, this guy, I mean, honestly, he, he's like, man, I played better when I smoked two packs a day. So that's why he kept doing it, which yeah, he probably did, you know, yeah. especially at quarterback. And so you just get a certain focus, right. And if you're used to that, when you play a sport, uh, you're, you're going to miss that when you don't yeah, have it. You take it away. So, um, and, you know, I just found that interesting. And, yeah, then you double it up with some caffeine. You're, you're locked in, man. Yeah, laser focused. Get, like, video gamers. That would... Yeah. There's a lot of people that, like, chew um, nicotine gum yeah. now for focus. Yep. Like, they don't want to smoke cigarettes, but they still want the nicotine. Mm-hmm. That stuff's ad- addicting. Yeah. Addictive. A lot of riders and things like that. So... Yeah, stack your caffeine with some nicotine. <laughs> like, I'm curious, but I, I'd be the person that would get hooked on it and start smoking cigarettes mm. after I chew gum. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I can't it's expensive. It is, ex- dude, I see people buy them like, in the store. Holy crap. Mm. 
Especially if you're a pack a dayer. Yeah. Dude, they're like what seven dollars or something a pack. So. Gra- pound of grass-fed ground beef right there. <laughs> yeah. That's like a bowl at Chipotle for lunch every day. Mm. I oh my god! <laughs> what if that's how you weigh all your? Purchases? You stuck to some of those money uh, things, and then that's how you like do math in your head. Yeah. So say you're at the store and you're like, you get a T-shirt. You're at Old Navy, right? <laughs> and they're like, that'll be thirty-three dollars, sir. And you're like, mm. ooh. That's seven Chipotles. <laughs> Excuse me? You know there's someone that That's does that. That's seven Chipotles and a, a scoop of guac on one. On, on one. That's, that's too heavy for me. Hey, no, even better. You work at Old Navy. Someone gets rung up, and their bill is $33. <laughs> and instead of saying $33, you say, that'll be three burritos uh, and one scoop of guac, sir. Why? Well, and they don't hesitate, and they hand you $33. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know how much that is. <laughs> oh. It's a lot, though, man. It's a lot of food. Mm. That's how I think I equate most things. That'll be, f- uh, what do we say, $33? $33. That'll be uh, three pounds of ground beef and four pounds of chicken breast, sir. Thank you. Thank you, please. <laughs> I do think about things like oh, that, Oh, so $33? Though. Yeah. When there's like kind of, I'm not going to say a useless purchase but something i really don't need and i see how much it is i'm mm-hmm. like damn like you go, how much meat could i buy with yeah. that or i just think about my total grocery bill yeah you know like, say it say it's like oh, i normally spend 75 dollars a week and you get something that's like you know 80 bucks you go out for dinner nice little date night you're like that's my whole week Oof. of groceries <laughs> Oof. that's painful <laughs> it really is mm. i don't know i try to keep the grocery bill low though you go buy a tesla <laughs> You're like seventy thousand dollars. Oh, that's that's a thousand weeks of groceries. <laughs> what's that? Twenty years? Twenty years of groceries on a car? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could just drive yourself nuts. Yeah, you could create like a. We need to stop doing it because I'm gonna accidentally start doing it. It'd be this like now. an eating disorder, but a, it'd be like a financial disorder. Yeah, your food math. <laughs> and you can so you end up never buying anything. Uh. You just walk around naked with no shoes. Can someone let us know that if anyone else does food math when they buy things? Because I need to know that I'm not alone. Uh, mm. This is where I wish we were like a live radio show sometimes. Yeah, we get some callers. That <laughs> would be fun, actually. I, like right now would be the perfect time uh, to get some input. Call them in. Does anybody else do this? Mm. No. Because they're insane. Oh, well, man. All right. Look, some coffee math. Yep, so takeaways today. Just do an inventory on how much caffeine you drink. And yeah. realize that like, just because you have one gigantic cup of coffee doesn't mean it's one cup. Yes. Just, I want to throw that out there because it's really... Did I, ever, did I ever tell you about <laughs> when I used to, when I was a young trainer and I would dog sit? And one of my clients had, their dogs were really overweight. And they'd be like, I don't know why. I feed them what they're supposed to be fed. Stop. And I'm not ready. So this was when I was just training them, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I give them a cu- like, you know, a cup a day, like the thing says to give them a cup of food of the food." And I was like, "They're like, yeah, give them a cup a day." Was it a big cup? When I went to dog sit, <laughs> and they were like, the cu- you know the cups in the in the container, and I went in. And it was, dude, it was a, like a big golf cup. It was like a 40-ouncer, <laughs> man. Dude, how many cups And they were like, that? 
I was like, you know, like the dog food bag, like a cup means a, like an eight ounce cup, right? And they were like, so they were essentially giving them four times the food. But in their mind, they're like, it's a cup. That's a really good... Like, this is a cup. Parallel to how, like, we need to measure everything correctly yeah. when we're tracking everything. I only have one cup of coffee a day, sir. But then it's like a big golf. A 32-ounce coffee yeah. or a 40-ounce so, coffee. So, yes, realize you need to kind of, you know... Do your inventory. I, I recommend this to people, and it's not fun or anything, but I think everybody should give up caffeine for a period of time to see how they feel. Mm. And if you do that... You probably want to go take what you're normally drinking and do a little less yes. over time. Because if you go cold turkey... Cold turkey is brutal if you've been drinking coffee for a while. Those headaches are insane. Now, I say that. It'll I'm the type of person where the only way for me to had, to give it up when I did was to go cold turkey. Oh, that's the only way I can do it, too. I do it for like four days. But I'm not, you know, <clears throat> I guess encouraging people to do that. But I think it, it is interesting to see how you operate without it. And it's just kind of nice to... Like, if you feel like you truly need it, like, I can't do anything without this. It's kind of nice to test that and, um, I don't know, take a little bit of control and mm -hmm. say, like, oh, I don't really need it. So, I don't know. That's just kind of the yeah. the rebel, the tester in me to do things like that. But yeah, I think it's beneficial. I've always, um, you know, gotten something out of it. So take your inventory, just have an idea of how much you consume. And then from there, yeah, notice how you feel. Are you someone who it doesn't bother? Then, yeah, you're probably getting a lot of health benefits from it. Coffee itself versus, so like coffee versus a coffee version of caffeine versus an energy drink version. Mm -hmm. You're going to get some health benefits from the coffee, from the phytochemicals yes. of the coffee bean itself. And then, yeah, if you, man... You don't feel great drinking caffeine. You get side effects. You struggle to sleep. You should probably definitely make sure you're not over-consuming because yep. then it can have negative health benefits. Yeah, it kind of goes the opposite direction too. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like if you've been drinking coffee for a while and it actually makes you more tired when you have mm -hmm. coffee, that's, that's, that's a good a sign. sign. And that's that, how like, I am. Like yeah. I could almost like feel... Yeah. Like under my eyes. It's the weirdest feel feeling. By you, drinking more coffee. Yeah. So if you feel that, then you really, I think, need to take a step back and, um, you know, cut it down and just, you got to accept that you're not going to feel how you normally do for a period of time, but it's usually better in the long run. Yeah. So. Everyone we've coached through it and myself going through it. Yep. You get to such a better place. I where agree, I'm like, yeah. this is how I need to operate. Yep. I operate so much better without caffeine. Same. And now it's like a treat, man. You know, maybe a weekend thing or a monthly thing where, A, I'm going to have coffee because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then also, too, it's kind of used like the, it's like the same reason, hey, let me have a couple cocktails on the weekend to get a buzz. Yep. I, I enjoy, and that's the other benefit of when you don't have it often. Yeah, the feelings are way like yeah, stronger. When you have it, man, you, you get that little caffeine buzz. It's like when you don't drink and you have two shots and you're like, for me, dude, two yeah. shots would put me down right yep. now because we don't ever drink. Um, and that's, yeah, we go out every Saturday now, we usually go out and get a coffee at a new place. So it's kind of like our fun thing to do of like trying a, yeah. you know, a new coffee shop going somewhere new. Cause everything's a little different and it's, yeah, it's a little more fun that way, I think. So, all right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Clang, clang your coffee. Just mugs. coffee before 12 is my recommendation. Yep. So again, try and cut your caffeine at noon. If you notice you have sleep issues, if you still have sleep issues, you might want to look into no caffeine. Yep. 
And yeah, if you're interested, do one of those 23andMe tasks. It'll tell you straight up. Tell you who you are. Straight up, tell me. What is that, Paula? Paula straight Abdul? up, tell me. Do, yeah, that's Paula Abdul, I think. Do you really mm -hmm, forever? Oh, oh, oh. No one wants to hear that, mm. man. Neither right. of us. Holler back. Catch you later. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.